Calling all overwhelmed coaching and service-based entrepreneurs. Are you struggling with working in and on all the things when it comes to your business? Delegating projects to your team, struggling with apps, tools, and programs that are supposed to make you feel more productive? You are not alone. We have created this podcast for you. Tune in each week to hear how you can create structure within your business, learn when it's time to hire a team, and be the fly on the wall for the episodes when we talk with other entrepreneurs who were in this same situation, but worked through it with the help of a team. Welcome to the Business Managers Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's show. We have the amazing Brenda Croshaw. She speaks geek, something that we know well, (laughs) SEO and SMO geek, that is. Using excellent proven SEO and SMO techniques, Brenda will get you content in front of the right audience. You could say that she legally and legitimately hacks the web and social media in the way that it wants to be hacked to get you the visibility that you deserve. Welcome, Brenda. Hey, guys. We are so glad to have you here. I'm so glad to be here. You know, you were on our launch week. She's a repeat offender. I am. Obviously. You know, that's how she rolls, right? Mm-hmm. So Brenda, tell us what you do, what the hell SEO and SMO is, and how you work with your clients. Okay, so I am a total geek, but I freaking love it. So <laughs> SEO is search engine optimization, and SMO is social media optimization, which some people will often say is more related to how the social media platforms work together. But unless you are optimizing for your audience, Uh, both on the web and on social media, you're not likely to really attract anybody. So what I do is I help people find the keywords or the key phrases that their particular audience are using to search for what they and they alone offer. And we put it in these specific places that I call bot traps. They're like little trip wires that the algorithms will like fall onto your content. And we plant that in your content. And then what happens is when you put that out there, it's like, I don't know if you guys might not be old enough, but you remember when you used to like drive down the road and there'd be like a spotlight flashing in the sky and you'd be like, oh my God, I want to see what it is. Yes, yes. A used car dealership opening up or something. Right, yeah. Like, so disappointing. So basically, it's always such a bummer. You're like, oh, I thought it was yeah. going to be a petting zoo, but it's not. It's like a new set company. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, we put those, I put those spotlights out there so that when the bots are out there looking for stuff, they're going to go right to your content first and they're going to crawl over it, and they're going to say, wow, this is really awesome. She said she was going to talk about this, and she talked about it, and she showed me a picture, and it's in these different places. So the algorithms understand that code, and then what happens is they index that page kind of on a priority scale. Then when user person is looking for it, the bots go, oh, wait a minute, we have that really awesome piece of content that talked about it. Let's put that up on the search. And so they put it up on the page. Boom. Somebody sees it. They go, oh, that looks good. They click on it. Well, guess what happens when they click on it? The bots go, oh, somebody clicked on that thing. What is it? It must be really good. Oh, let's put it even closer to the thing. So what happens is it's exponential. It snowballs. Um, and it just takes your being able to find those keywords that resonate with your customers and use them in these certain places. So we write for our readers, but we code for our bots. 
Mm-hmm. And I help you put those two things together so that when you put content out there, the bots recognize it as being super high quality and the readers recognize it as being the answer to their problem. And those two things kind of get married behind the scenes and create this beautiful exponential snowball of traction for your content to just dominate. Yeah. That's it. So do, do people come to you and they're like, help? Do they not know what they don't know? Like, they, do you usually find clients know what SEO and SMO is, or are they just, why aren't I getting anyone on my website type of thing? Yeah, well, so I get both. I mean, some people, yeah, I think most of the people who are sort of in my audience, um, who are independent business owners, mostly women, um, some are makers, some are service providers, they kind of all know that there's something out there that's going to help them get more traffic. And, you know, they'll do a little cursory research and they'll come across the idea of SEO. I work a little differently than most SEO people in that everything I do is customized to each person. So you don't come to me and I give you package A, which includes six things you don't need and nine things you do. I call bullshit on that. That makes me crazy. I can't stand it when I see people say, okay, well, $1,500 to do an audit. I don't need an audit, dude. I know my SEO sucks. Just help me get started. And so I'll do that. The other way that I work a little differently is when I do research for you, I give you all your keywords because I want you to be able to go and use those keywords and all the different variations of the keywords on your social media. Mm. So in Facebook, on Pinterest, gives you kind of a head start on how to research hashtags on Instagram and TikTok, gives you an opportunity to put some stuff up on LinkedIn. So each social media platform has its own method of optimizing and its own preferences, but it all gets, it gets founded around how are people looking for what you're serving? So you might make the best Herber Gerber in the whole world and you go out there and optimize for Herber Gerber. People are going to be like, but if you say, oh, it's the thing that cleans the kitchen sink by itself every night. Oh, we're not going to optimize for Herber Gerber. We're going to optimize for how do I get my kitchen sink clean every single night? Right. So that's kind of a silly example, but that's the kind of thing that we try to do is find out what are people saying about that problem that you're solving for them? Mm-hmm. So how do we put that out there so that every single time they go looking for it, oh, there they are, there they are, there they are again. They must be the best. Yeah. And it's so much fun because it always works, you guys. This is like a foolproof thing. I say marketing is your income plan. SEO is your retirement plan. It takes a little mm. bit longer to start working, but it's permanent and it's exponential. So it grows and grows and grows and grows. And before you know it, boom, you're at the top. I love that. I mean, who really knows what the word Herbert Herber? They know, they know how do you clean, how do you get the best clean sink? That's what they right. know. Right. And so many people go out there and they're like, well, I keep talking about my Herber Gerber. Right. No one knows what a damn Herber Gerber is. Right. right. And I just want for, a clean you know, friggin' sink. Yeah, exactly. Part of the reason I, I do this is because, um, you know, there's no reason why independent business owners can't get the same scaled success that like people like Coca-Cola and Nike do. Right. You know, I mean, there's, there's ways I have a client who runs a mom and pop gift basket business and they're actually in the zero position on Google. So they're above the ads. They're above the images. They're above everything because their stuff is so specific. I've got a guy who's a fly fishing dude up in uh, the Adirondacks and he had to go and hire somebody because of the business that he got just changing some optimization on his website, because all of a sudden it was like, he went from being invisible to being like in the spotlight. Right. And it, so it works for little tiny people and it works for giant people. And it's just, I love it. I That's like good. Sense driven stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're in pandemic times. Mm-hmm. Right. So how, how 
has the pandemic affected what you do? Have you noticed there's so many more businesses popping up? And have you noticed a change with with the way your clients are doing things? Or has the pandemic pretty much made things stay sort of the same for you and your business? It changed a lot. And it's something I don't talk about often because so many people suffered so much in this past year. You know, my mom has a small retail business and it it has been very difficult to maintain um, everything that she does there. And it's the same for a lot of people. My business did incredibly well because Mm -hmm. people realized that if they couldn't be out there in real life, they had to leverage online. True. And not everybody has a website, so they really had to use their social media much more strategically uh, with a lot more intention. So there were a lot of times when we have to go in and, and really create content that was specific for that platform, like Facebook, like Pinterest, and use optimization to you know really close any gaps that were there because that was their way of maintaining a business. So it was it was good for me, and I will say that I did a lot of pro bono work this past year uh, because there were people who were literally going to lose their businesses if they weren't able to get some traction. And so I was super super busy, and it was also sort of a big deal because at the same time Google, who I'm sorry, but I really think they're evil. They're like the evil overlords of the web. <laughs> um, they announced this big new algorithm thing called Core Web Vitals. And if you subscribe to my newsletter, you know, I've been talking a lot about that, trying not to cook people's brains with the tech, but they've made these big, big changes to the algorithm and how they're going to rank businesses. So I've had to fold a lot of that into how I'm helping people kind of make changes in their own content. So it's a, it's, it's always changing. I mean, algorithms change like with the wind and they right. don't, it's not like, you know, April 1st, everybody makes the change. It's like, there could be something happening every day of every week for a month. But I think that if people hold to some basic tenets of, of logic, whether it is during a time when you have to be hundred percent online or whether it's a time when online supports your in real life business, that is always going to give you a competitive advantage. So people who kind of, recognize this and were able to deal with it during the pandemic, they're, they're going to be okay. They're going to weather it okay. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see how many people had to move online will continue to sustain that online business once they're right. able to go back into the real life stuff. You know, Every, so Yeah, everything changed. Everyone mm. had to, to make changes. Nope. Yep. Nope. Don't say it, Melissa. Pivot. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? That damn word, pivot. Oh, yeah, I know, pivot. It's like the most overused and one of the words that I am going to add to my dictionary of words I don't want to hear ever again. Unprecedented. That's the one I am putting at the top of the list. Shots in arms. That's another one that will be put on the list. No. I I mean, I have to say, I don't even know if it's, I mean, yes, people use the word pivot, but pivot to me sounds like you're making a huge turn from one side to the other. And if you, you know, if you sacrifice everything in your business to turn and do something completely different, that's not really a pivot. That's, that's kind of a refresh. That's a redo. If you have a business and you've got your mission well identified and you know how you're serving your customers, it's, it's more like a morph than a pivot Mm. because I hate to have people turn away from something that they really truly believed in to have to do something else. There's, there are ways to morph that into either an online business or morph online into real life. But that's just my story and I'm sticking to it. 
Okay. So Brenda, if you had no deadlines, what project or task would you focus on right now? Like for business or like? It could be any. Your choice. Ladies choice. Oh, yes, it's ladies day. <laughs> I think for my business, so I'm working on a course um, for people to be able to learn all of the basics of SEO and either DIY it or come back for like some super advanced, like semi DIY support through me. I recognize not everybody wants me to do the work for them. Some people really want to do it themselves. So I think what I would do is just do a super deep dive into that. But right now I'm supporting clients through some transitions and, you know, doing my regular work. So I kind of have to parse that out. Um, on a personal side, I think I would um, build a house in New Hampshire because we're going to, you know, we're looking at kind of like bringing my parents in sort of under our um, aegis a little bit. And I want them to feel like they have their own spot. And I've been trolling or not trolling, perusing these um, monster house plan websites. <laughs> and I keep finding these houses that like 8,000 square feet. I'm like, oh, don't that big burn love this room. So, you know, I think that I would like, I would kind of fritter time away on. Because um, it's always fun to fantasize, you know, I feel like you have to fantasize in your business and you have to have these like, you know, not even, I don't call them goals, but sort of these dreams because they can help uh, shape sort of where you want to go. Like my dream in my business is to be able to, I have a mini grant program in my business for um, BIPOC uh, business owners to help them get a competitive advantage based on all the crap that went down in this country last year. Um, mm -hmm. And what I would like to do is be able to give away more of what I do to people who are startups or people who are still super neg negatively affected by the pandemic. Some people are just, they're not going to have that recovery step. So that's sort of a dream that I have is to be able to give away more of that. And it's, it's really about time for me. So I fantasize right. about things because I think, oh, maybe I'll come up with a solution that would be sort of crazy. But at the same time, maybe I could make it not crazy and mm -hmm. give myself a little Absolutely. bit more extra. So I think it's kind of fun to do that stuff. And I I don't really pay too much attention to deadlines. I'm kind of a brat. So <laughs> I, <laughs> it's your business, I right? Deadlines, yes, personal yeah. deadlines. Mm -hmm. you know, I can tell April 1st. I'm like, oh, that's next week. That's not going to That is this week, my friend. And that is this week. That's right. <laughs> see, see, deadlines mean nothing to me. <laughs> um, tell me, tell us more about your grant program. That seems really great. So I have, um, it's, I've got to get it back up on my website. So people can apply for a mini grant on my website. The page should be back up. I think in a couple of weeks, I, I had my uh, site redone because of Core Web Vitals. So I paid somebody oh. for it and I said, okay, take my website and now make it like super sexy, hot, streamlined, smoking for Core Web Vitals. We used it as a guinea pig site. So there's a lot of stuff that has to go back up. So the mini grant program is it asks you a series of questions and people fill them out. And then I give them a package, an SEO package, uh, where I help them optimize the navigational pages on their website and a couple of pieces of content. So if they blog posts or things like that, and I will take a look at, I'll give them all the keywords so they can go ahead and repurpose those and use those again. And then we take a look at one of their social media platforms and how they can best optimize that using some of the research that I dig up. And That's I just, amazing. Well, it really you is. Know, I feel like it was uh, what happened last year really up. I mean, it upset a lot of us, but it really upset me, especially as a white person. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. How is it that I don't know that so many white people do this horrible kind of shit or have this horrible approach to, to, to all of the racism and not just the racism, just sort of the disparity of any kind. 
and you know, I got fed up and I said, okay, so like, what can I do? I, you know, I don't have a ton of money to throw at different causes, but I have a ton of knowledge. Right. What I do works. And so I'm going to, you know, I'm going to leverage that. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll probably keep doing that. I said I was going to do it for a year, but I think I'll probably do it forever. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, at some point I'll open it up to everybody, but right now I felt like people of ethnicity, because I don't even like to say BIPOC because I feel like it excludes a lot of people, but people of ethnicity for whom that has not been an advantage has Mm -hmm. presented as a disadvantage. I wanted to honor those people this year. And then I'll move forward from that. I, I'm, I'm I like speechless. That. I didn't know you were even doing that. And I, didn't I either. am one of your friends. So let's, let's get the word out on that. Yeah. 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 yeah so as soon as you have that back up, we can put that on the show notes. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. And it'll be okay. And it'll be a banner on my blog as well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Good for yeah. you. I mean, as, as a, another white person, I'm learning so much more than I ever knew and it's disheartening to know that I don't, I don't even know. It is. It's, it's off. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I, in fact, I had this long, long post and I ended up taking it down. I mean, it's not that I don't see color. Of course I see color. Right. It just doesn't, it doesn't affect how I feel about the person when they have a color. And guess what? I have a color. I'm like the color of the bottom of a fish at the bottom of the ocean. Like <laughs> you can't get any paler than me. I'm almost translucent. That's a color. So when I see people, I don't think about, you know, I don't automatically assume their ethnicity. And, you know, it's interesting because when I raised my child, I did the same damn thing. And he came home one day and he's like, oh, so-and-so wants to have a play date. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll find out, who, you know, I'll ask their mom, who is it? I don't know her name. And I'm like, well, what does she look like? Well, she has pigtails and she's got a huge smile. I said, okay. And she's way taller than I am. And I'm like, okay, that's not helping because he's a boy and all the girls are taller than he is. And he's going on and on and on. I go in the next day, I go, honey, who is it? He points. The only child of color in his kindergarten class is this <laughs> child. And he not once thought to mention to me that she had, you know, a different color skin than every other child in the classroom. So it's like, well, okay. that's because it's a learned behavior, right? Like, I know. We I'm t- like, I did one thing. Right. Yeah. But I mean, we could spend the whole podcast talking about I it. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, know. Uh, you know, but anyway, we, we all, those of us who can do, will do. Yep. And we will. Mm-hmm make things better. Mm-hmm. Yes. That baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. Right. Baby yeah. steps. <laughs> Knowing is half the battle and we can just do better. That's right. That's right. When you know better, you do better. Yep. 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 So I had wanted to jump into a bunch of other <laughs> uh, subjects with you, but we'll see what we can get through anyways. Okay. So you, you touched briefly on uh, Pinterest and social media platforms. And mm-hmm. I hear you talk some about there's you you know you work with a lot some of your clients on killing it on Pinterest and Uh what so if you know for our listeners what industries are you seeing that if they're not thinking about it they should be thinking about it to leverage some space on Pinterest in their their business Pinterest is amazing you know Pinterest outsells Facebook two to one it's crazy even last year during the pandemic it still is it outsold uh, Facebook two to one the thing about Pinterest is if you have any product, I'm going to, I'm going to do two caveats. If you have any product that it has any visual appeal. So if you're a maker, if you're a producer, if you put together any kinds of second market things using stuff, if it's visually appealing, you have to be on Pinterest. Mm. And if you are a service provider 
and you were able to create visually compelling content because some people slay it every time. Me, I have no idea. I'm like, I type a word and I'm like, that looks like shit. I'm not doing it. Some people put out amazing graphics, amazing content. You need to be on Pinterest. Pinterest, so here's the order of the sizes of the search engines in the world. Google, YouTube, Pinterest. It's crazy. And Google and YouTube, I mean, they're, you know, YouTube is a Google product. So they're almost, they're like conjoined twins. And then there's Pinterest. Pinterest is not a social media platform. It's not, it's a visual search engine. So once you start thinking about Pinterest as being a visual search engine, and you realize if I have anything that people are going to look for that they need to see it to appreciate it, you need to be on Pinterest. Why do you think Google has put such an emphasis on images? Mm. Ranking images differently. I optimize people's images to like to within an inch of its life. Um, and I have a client who the first 50 images for this one particular keyword, they are in 47 of the first 50 images. Wow. Just based on optimization. Nothing else. They're not paying for any of this, by the way. Right. I don't know if I mentioned SEO is free. Free, free, free. You pay me to help you do the 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 work, but it's free. So right. when you run an ad on a social media platform or on a web search on a web engine, uh, sorry, on a search engine, that's only good for as long as you run the ad. Once you stop running the ad, you got nothing. You they got forget your name. Yeah, SEO, you got it forever. So um, Pinterest is huge, and here's the thing that makes me nuts about Pinterest is it's super easy to optimize on Pinterest, and almost nobody does it. I'm like, you guys, what is up with that? What is up with it? I have clients whose organic stuff, meaning unpaid, optimized content, outranks the paid content on Pinterest. So, and we do Not it on tough. their own accounts by doing split testing. So we've done split testing. I had a client invest X number of dollars in sponsored ads on Pinterest mm-hmm. and we optimized it and we did exactly the same thing. And her optimized content got more traffic, more clicks and more sales from those clicks than the than the promoted pins. You, so you don't have to be spending a shit ton of money. You don't. You right. don't. Once you've once you've utilized a professional to get you all set up and ready to go. Exactly. And here's the thing. So on a website, you only want to optimize for a keyword once on a website. You can use mm. it a bunch of times. We only want to optimize it, meaning we're going to put it in like the 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 star section. And that's super technical and I can explain to anybody who wants to know. Um, on social media, you can use keywords over and over and over and over and over because the social media platforms feed on it. On the search yeah. engines, if you have something that's optimized for the same thing, if you have two things, it brings up both. It looks at them and says, well, she said that the piece of content was all about X, but there's two things for X and we don't know which one she really wants us to show. So we're not going to show either one of them. True. <laughs> you just lost both your posts. On social media, they don't care. They're like, no, no, no. They'll no, show no. it all. Yeah. Pepper mm-hmm. me up, baby. Pepper me up. <laughs> So Pinterest is, is like, it's, it's insanely, insanely successful bringing people over. I have a client who's a, a, a producer of products that people use in the secondary market. They relied almost exclusively on live shows for their income. Um, this is what they did. They toured all year round and did these shows. Pandemic, no shows. We got them on Pinterest. I used two amazing apps, Tailwind app. Uh, which is a scheduler. And then I use that in conjunction with Tasty Pins, which is a WordPress plugin. Those two things together make it so easy. And we got them on there. We loaded up their their boards, everything else. 
you guys, they're making more money now on internet business than they did in live business. How crazy is that? It's like, not insane. Amazing a crazy. A lot of that is because of Pinterest. A lot of it yeah. is because Pinterest is like, you know, it's visual. It's like eye candy all day long. Right. So if you make these amazing carved candles, like with crystals and everything else, and, and you get great pictures, you put them out there, you put all the keywords in there. I'm, if you don't have more people coming and clicking through, then you've got, you know, you optimize your boards, you optimize your account, you optimize your pins. It always works. It always brings you more traffic. It's up to you once they get there to turn it into a sale. Right. Yeah. It will bring you the traffic. That's awesome. I mean, it you is. think so, about it, you go to Google and you, I, I mean, 99% of the time you search for something and then hit images. So you uh-huh. may as well be yes. over on Pinterest. That's what I do. I always want images. If you search for something that's visual like that, you'll notice that some of the results that come up on the Pinterest. search, the search into result page, Pinterest, 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 Pinterest. Yeah. Come see 52 boards with them. Come see them. At, and mm-hmm. if you are well optimized, you will show up in what Pinterest serves up to the search engine in that list. So it's a double hit. You might right. get, you might get leveraged by yourself, and then you might get leveraged in the Pinterest roundup. How does Google feel about this Pinterest search engine business? I think they're probably having a heart attack, and I think that's why they've really upped their um, their you know offering images as part of a different um, search um, mm. opportunity. But they're never going to they'll never take it all away from Pinterest. They will. And the, and the thing about Pinterest is too, is that as a user, people can go in there and save things. So that's why I say all the time, like when I'm helping people write their calls to action in their Pinterest descriptions, I always say, save this, tag this, keep this, hold on to this because they will, they'll build a board. So it's like birthday gifts and they'll drop all these images on their birthday, on their birthday boards. So what happens then is Somebody else looking, they might they might not see it in the big world of Pinterest, but they might see it on Kelly's birthday board. If it's a public mm-hmm. board, they may be like, oh, I have to save that. So it just gives you, that's like another mushroom cloud of exponential growth on there. Awesome. I can get lost on Pinterest. Oh Me too, God. totally. Day after, totally hour after hour. So yeah. let's shift over to Instagram real quick. Like talk to us a little bit about hashtag research and why it's so important. That's a huge rabbit hole. So I'll give you an example. (laughs) Um, I have, I work with um, a small handful of clients who have a product that is, it's it's got a name. And they kept, I'm trying to think if I can use it because I think it's proprietary. Uh, I I like, I behave as if I have an NDA with every client. So I'm careful not. So anyway, it has this name. And she's like, I understand. I'm hashtagging with the name. I'm hashtagging the name. I said, did you go and look at that hashtag? And she's like, well, no. And she went to the hashtag and it's all these half naked guys laying on the fronts of their cars because of the way that. All right. So now put the manufacturer's name in there. Oh, she finds the machine. So it's really important to to search your hashtags. Hashtags, you don't ever want to use hashtags that have over, say, half a million results. You're never going to get seen in that. It's it's just too big. I'll give you the exceptions to that in a minute. You never want to use hashtags that have less than a thousand because eh, not enough people are looking. You want to use a mix of hashtags that are based on um, questions like how to, um, when, where, why you want to do hashtags that are based on emotion. Love this. Can't live without that. You know, I'm just pulling stuff out of my ear, but you know, you see these random hashtags. Right. Um, You 
basically want to use hashtags that are really driven around exactly how your person's going to look for what you have. And the only way to do that is to research, research, research. Mm -hmm. So I install a, it's called a user agent switcher on my desktop and you choose your browser. And then I can then do everything I need to do from Instagram on my desktop because it thinks I'm on my phone. Nice. Otherwise you're, because here's why I open like a zillion tabs. Yep. So what you'll do is you'll go to a post that you think represents what you have. And you look at the hashtags, a competitor's post, and you look at the hashtags. So let's say wedding flowers. You go to a post and you say, oh, that's a really great wedding post. You look at what are their hashtags. Then you click and you look at every single one of those hashtags and see if they match up. If the content that gets served up matches up what you would serve up for wedding flowers. So that's why I said this other person, she was putting in the name. I'll tell you, it's, it was the big shot. She was putting in the big shot, which is a die cutting machine. And she was getting the most random, like almost like OnlyFans kind of quality stuff. Right. When she put in Sizzix big shot, then she's getting the people she was looking for. So you want to make sure that those hashtags that people are using, because they might be using them wrong, align with what you intend to offer. When they do, then you look at the numbers and you write them down. You keep what I call a silo. You keep a hashtag silo. So the exceptions to those two numbers is if you are trying to start your own hashtag. Mm-hmm. So if I'm trying to start a hashtag, I, I own the rights to a hashtag and I bought it through T, T-Wubs, I think. I, I registered it. So that has almost nothing on it. Not, and I don't use Instagram anyway because I don't have time because I'm on TikTok watching the half-naked guys <laughs> that I look at on Instagram. I don't know. It's my brain. It works. But so you, if you're trying to start a hashtag, you go ahead and use that. So if you're branding right? So you would use that on your posts. You want to use that because you want people to get to know like, oh, if I go and I look at that hashtag, I'm going to get something really juicy. The over half a million you would use if you are working in collaboration with a brand, if you are attending an event, uh, live or virtual, or if you are trying to attract the attention of a brand. So I have a client who's a maker and she's using a lot of product from this one particular adhesive company. And she really, really wants to uh, run ads for this adhesive company on her website. She wants to have a better relationship. So when she uses their product, she tags that product. She uses the hashtag in that product. Is she going to get found? No, she's not doing it to get found. She's doing it for, for users to find her. She's using it because she wants her name to keep popping up when they do their hashtag analysis. So that's those two exceptions to it. When you are creating a hashtag silo, you can get shadow banned on Instagram. And what that means is that you'll go to your Instagram page and everything looks great, but nobody's seeing it. You're not getting any activity on it. And you say to your friend, look at my account. And they're like, there's no post. You're like, but I'm looking at my post. That's called shadow banning. It's kind of scuzzy. Yeah. They think everything's fine and it's really not. So you want to, to avoid that. You want to make sure that you don't use the same batch of hashtags over and over and over again on a post. That is something that the bots do, um, the hack bots, they will do that. So you want to mix up your hashtags a little bit. And so I say to people, like I work with a florist and she uses a lot of the same hashtags on every post, wedding flowers, all white flowers, blah, blah, blah. We just change it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So one, two, three, four, five, three, four, two, one, three, you know, we just mix it up and you can just have these little swipe files in your, um, in your phone. You can have them on your computer, whatever. You can just drop them in there. The other thing is to make sure you're not using banned hashtags and that changes all the time. So when I sit down and build a silo for a client, the very first thing I do is I type in banned Instagram hashtags. There's a link that comes up from Instagram and you can go through and you can look at the ones that have been banned. Just make sure you don't use them. And there are some in there that you would never imagine have been banned. And they've been banned because they were used for nefarious purposes. Right. 
One tip is if you are posting an Instagram and you are uh, pushing those posts over to Facebook, add your hashtags in the first comment because Facebook doesn't like hashtags. And yes, Facebook and Instagram are owned by the same second evil overlord. <laughs> you want to make sure that they're in your comments because if you bring them over to Facebook, Facebook sees hashtags as being potential spam mm-hmm. and Facebook users see hashtags as, oh my God, they're trying to sell me something. Yep. There's also a little bit of anecdotal evidence that shows that people, users on Instagram prefer that the hashtags be in the comment because it cra- it doesn't crowd the description. Less clutter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just, yeah. you know, put them in the comments, play it safe. Um, don't put hashtags on Facebook again, unless it's a brand event or you're trying to attract some attention around a specific occasion or a specific uh, thing. Just don't put them on there. Yeah. It's good advice. Yeah, that's a lot. All good Absolutely. advice. Yeah. Melissa has one more question for you. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. It's going to be a hard um, one, isn't it? It is. Why is LinkedIn it, such um, a penny daddy? No, it's really oh, going to okay. be much simpler than that. I <laughs> wish we had more time for that. Maybe the next time you're on, I'll mm-hmm. read about LinkedIn. What is your favorite business book? Probably Blue Ocean Strategy. Mm. I, I I love it because it sort of celebrates your being, um, and I'm going to say this in a really complimentary way, like you're being a freak. It celebrates that because you have this like wild idea, right? You're like, oh my God, if only somebody could X, Y, Z, that would make my life so much easier. I would be so happy if I could find somebody who could X, Y, Z for me. And you just happen to be a person who really loves to X, Y, Z. There aren't a lot of people who need it. There aren't a lot of people who want it, or maybe people don't know they need it, but you're like, damn it. I'm sticking my stick right here in this ground and I'm going to be the best XYZ person on the planet. You're able to create something around that that is uniquely yours. You're able mm-hmm. to claim it for yourself. If it's something that you're passionate about, like I am about SEO, you're, you really, you know, you open up all your, all your gifts to that. And maybe there's only a few people who need it, but guess what? They're not going to go anywhere else for XYZ except for to you. Right. And what happens is other people see this transformation that you're able to provide to people and now they want some of it too. So you're able to grow something from a kernel of kind of like a wild idea. Why not stand out? You know, people are so afraid of niching. I do this in keyword search. People are like, oh, but there's only three people. It doesn't matter because those three people, they are going to click on your post them exactly what they need. And if only two of them buy, guess what? You just sold two things you never thought you were going to sell. So don't be afraid to be specific. Don't be afraid to niche down. And Blue Ocean Strategy is all about kind of how to do it, how to claim it, how to stand in it, how to grow it. And, you know, we we know this amazing person, Jeannie Spiro, and she is all about, I mean, she coaches us. She's all about like, no, 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 no. Focus on the thing that you do the best. Yep. Don't worry about if it's one tiny little sesame seed in the great scheme of life. To your sesame and seed. People are going to yeah. need that, that they're going to come for it. And you know what? Then they're going to pay for it. Yep. If you right. solve a problem for somebody that they haven't been able to find anybody else to solve, they don't care. Right. They don't sell their dog to, to, <laughs> to pay for well, not their dog, but you know, I was going to say kid, but you know, I couldn't well, sell my kid. Probably that kid over there, dog. Yeah. We were born to stand out. My right? kid is making me so mad. I'm going to sell them on eBay. And we're like, no, no, no. You made him sell them on Etsy. <laughs> there you go. Handmade. <laughs> 
So uh, we could literally talk to you all day and we might have to have another episode. uh, But in the meantime, where can people find you? Uh, So you can find me at thecrossoutgroup.com. And it's Brenda at thecrossoutgroup.com. So you can email me. I'm on Facebook. I will tell you that if you try to friend me on Facebook, you'll get a little um, notice that says, hey, I'm super outspoken. If this is going to bug you, join my business page instead. I am very, very outspoken against intolerance and, as we discussed, disparity and racism and all that kind of stuff. But you can find me there. Just don't be horrified. And I'm always happy to answer questions. You know, I'm really about elevating the independent business owner. I find that as a community of business owners, we do so incredibly well when we band together and support one another and really help each other with, like, not just the, oh, my God, you're so awesome, but the hard stuff. Like I can't get my DNS records to populate my website. Like if I know somebody can do that, oh my God, my day is saved. Right. Ask me questions. I'm more than happy to help. It's awesome. And she is telling the truth, folks. She will help you. Yeah. Listen, thank you so much for coming back on our show. And uh, it was great to have you. And we we all just want more Brenda. So you never know. She may pop back up. We have more to go around. (laughs) But well, in the meantime, I, I can do it for you guys and for your audience, I'm, I'm more than happy to, because, you know, I mean, there's, there's lots of questions and lots of help that needs to be provided. And if I can do that, it's all good. That's awesome. We're going to put all I'm your information out on the web. She's going to help you hack Ooh. the web, web legally and legitimately. That's we'll right, um, right. put everything in the show notes. Catch us on our next episode. You never know what's going to happen. Keep an eye out for another Brenda episode. And uh, everybody have a great day. And thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Did you enjoy today's episode? If you did, help us grow with a follow, rate, and review. Check us out online at MergioEnterprises.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Mergio Enterprises. See you next week and tell your friends.